Welcome to the Everyday Ironman Podcast, where we talk to real athletes just like you and me that are working to complete an incredible goal. My name is Mike Bosch, and I'm excited to have back on the podcast returning for his third appearance. He's now tied with Jim Risto, fresh off of the course at New York City of the New York City Marathon, Broccoli Rob Klein. Broccoli Rob, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Mike. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, this is this is. I mean, this is epic. You are now tied uh, with Jim Risto as to the most appearances. Jenna doesn't count because Jenna's technically co-host. Um, so you and Jim are now tied for the most guest uh, appearances. Well, I'm honored because Jim has Jim has been a great guest, and uh, he, he has he an amazing, amazing story. <laughs> yeah, he does. But you have an amazing story today as well. And I know this is an audio podcast, and so I will kind of describe the setting. You are in your uh, – looks like you're in your basement at your house. Is that correct? You have a finished basement? Yes. Okay, which is very nice. I can see your bike in the background. You are sporting your New York City Marathon hoodie or shirt. No, it looks like a shirt. You have a it's a shirt. You have a yeah. blue shirt with a blue seat, uh, blue chair. So it looks oh, like yeah, you had yeah, a right. hood for a second. But you have your New York City Marathon shirt. You have upgraded to a uh, professional microphone. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you are you're legit now, buddy. Well, thanks. I I, I try. that is awesome well we're happy we're happy to have you back on the podcast we are very excited um to listen to you tell your story of the new york city marathon and i told you already but i'm going to confess to the podcast audience i had a technical difficulty on race day i had downloaded the app i had loaded you in the tracker but for some reason I noticed I wasn't getting push notifications, so I tried to log into the app, and it wouldn't let me in. Um, And so I don't know if there was technical difficulties or if it was just on my end. And so I even uh, searched the TV, and they were broadcasting the New York City Marathon on TV, but I think it was tape delayed. What, What time did the race start, Rob? Uh, that's a good question. I'm I'm pretty sure it started at nine o'clock. Yeah, then it was Maybe. for sure because this was two o'clock in the afternoon ish. Oh no, it was definitely tape delayed. It was it, tape it, they, delayed. They do run it live in New York. The the New York local broadcast on I think NBC had, does have it live. Gotcha. But, and again, uh, my dad who was at the race had the same issues that you had on his phone. So I think they were having too many people were trying to do it at the same yeah. at the same time or some technical issues. I bet, bet it was, but I was happy to hear that you, uh, that you finished and you had a great experience. And so we want to, we want to talk about that. We want to hear all about it now. So we're going to give like a really re- uh, quick recap. Uh, obviously you've been on the podcast before we've already said, so if you are listening, uh, to Rob for the very first time, pause this episode, go back to one of his two previous episodes and listen to his backstory because this, <laughs> this has been a race in the making, right? So really quickly, you had uh, found yourself in the hospital, right? A couple years ago and running the New York City Marathon uh, once you recovered was like the very first thing you thought of, right? Yes. Yep, 2017. that, That was in 2017, and so you obviously you recovered, you've changed your, your eating habits, you've gone plant-based, you've done all of these amazing things to, um, to put yourself on the right path, but it's taken a few years to realize your goal, right? Because of a lot of things, right? So talk us through this amazing experience. So yeah, very briefly, um, I can go back to 2017. I was it literally on a cancer bed in the hospital, um, with my entire core sliced open. Um, and I told my wife, when I get out of here, I'm going to run the New York city marathon. And I had, I was never a runner. Um, I never ran more than a mile in my entire life. And it was just, you know, for Pete, for, uh, you know, the physical fitness test in high school or whatever. Um, but I, I, I wanted to do this. And so, if you listen to my story, uh, it, somehow it turned into triathlon because I, I, I thought to myself, 
New York City Marathon. That sounds really hard. Let me do a sprint triathlon <laughs> because I could just I could just walk the five k at the end. It's just a five k at the end of that. Yeah, and uh, you know, a half a mile swim and a and a, what what was it a twelve mile bike or something to start? Probably somewhere in the neighborhood. Yeah. So I, that's how I got into triathlon, and I and once I did that, I fell in love with it, and I kept I kept leveling up until I became a, a full Ironman last summer uh, at Lake Placid, yeah. but. This is uh, the New York City Marathon story, and uh, that story basically began in 2017. 2018, I, I was training for uh, a sprint triathlon and, and then an Olympic triathlon. As soon as that Olympic was done, uh, that was within a six-month period. This was in October of 2018 now. This is my coach. I had hired a coach six months before to, to get me to that sprint triathlon, and now my coach said, okay, now it's time to, to marathon train. So now you're going to sign up for nine races in the year 2019, starting in January 2019. You're going to sign up for nine races at for the New York Roadrunner races throughout New York City. And you're going to volunteer for one. And then you're going to get your guaranteed entry into 2020. Yeah, because uh, you can't just register to run the New York City Marathon, right? There's a process to to get in, right? You can um, is there is there a lottery? I guess there's a lottery system. You can fundraise. I learned from yep. Evelyn Shreve, or you can do the the nine plus one, as you referred to it on the podcast, where just like you said, you run nine um, running events through the run, Runners Club, and then you volunteer for one. So that's the nine plus one, and that's the that's the route that you went. Correct. And, and those are really the only three ways you can get in. Um, except if you're a professional, I guess you get in that way. Right. Uh, so you can, yeah, can qualify get all with, with time. Yeah. Um, they get all so the if perks. you're an elite runner, you get in. Um, but all of us, uh, you know, Normal I, I, I want to say, I want to say age groupers, but that's a triathlon thing. Um, yeah. anyway, I signed up for these, for these races. My first marathon, my first race was actually a half marathon. So I, I, I oh, trained, wow. I trained from October of 2017 until January, end of January, January 28th or something like that of 2018. And I did the Fred LeBeau half marathon in Central Park. It's just loops around the park to do a half mm. marathon in the middle of the winter. <laughs> wow. That sounds, that sounds glorious. Oh, it was. And it was actually <laughs> that actually, that race prepared me. For this this Ironman that I just did a couple a couple weeks ago for that right, rainstorm that I had, yeah, you did Jones at, Beach. At Jones Beach, yeah, yeah. So it it, it was thirty seven degrees and raining on that on that day, oh, the first time see, I ever did a half marathon. The thirty seven degrees sounds good. I I ran, um, and it may be the last half uh, half marathon that I ran with my running buddy Sean. It was uh, 31 or 32 degrees when we started the morning, but no moisture in the air. There was no precipitation or whatever. And that, that's obviously a big difference right. uh, uh, on race day. But uh, I obviously like the colder temperatures, which most people do. But the cold Agreed. and the wet, not so much. Yeah, I, I love the cold. I've always – I've PR'd. Every PR has been cold. And honestly, my PR has been in the rain too. So I don't know. I've, I've sort of – I was secretly praying for rain on this marathon day. Oh my goodness. I, I, <laughs> you were the only one probably. Yeah. My coach was saying you're probably the only one praying for rain, but uh, we, we got good weather. So I was happy about that. Anyway, that awesome. I ended up doing these, these nine races um, and I qualified to, to, to get into 2020. Uh, <laughs> during, during this time, my wife was ready to kill me. Because I had basically gone from doing nothing to having a race every th every couple of weeks. Oh, I was getting up an, on a Sunday and going to a race, and and these things are you know uh, they're a pain. They're just a they're just a pain. Uh, you got to get up early. You got to set everything up the night before. You got to get up early in the morning. It's like a whole. It's just. It's a whole production, and to get into the city, to get a parking spot, to try and figure out how to get there, it's it, it, and then it, it takes up like half the day on a Sunday. Because yeah, you live and in my, Connecticut, yeah. right? You live in Connecticut. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you have to but travel in. Again, even if I lived in the five boroughs, it would still be, it would still take up yeah. half the day. Yeah, that's true. And, okay. and, and at the time, my daughter was only like five or six. She wasn't even five or six. She was, yeah, she was something like that. And, you know, my wife was, was not too happy. Yeah. She understood. And I kept saying, this is the last time. It's just for the marathon. <laughs> I'm only going to do these and I'm never going to do it again. Yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> Famous last words. Yep. 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 So anyway, oh, I, I, and I was doing this actually with a friend of mine too. So one of my best friends that I grew up with, I know him for almost 40 years. Um, he had, he had done the marathon in 2018 because he, he, his first marathon. And then we decided to do the nine plus one together and then do the do marathon in 2020. Gotcha. And so we all know what happened in 2020. Yeah. Uh, we don't have to go through that whole story again, but no. it got, it got canceled. Um, my half Ironman got canceled that year too. And everything just got canceled. And then yeah, I, I had the option to, uh, I could, I could either do 2021 or 2022. Mm-hmm. And I decided with my friend Ayal to do 2022 because we didn't know what would happen in 21. Maybe they would cancel that again. Mm-hmm. So we put it off until 2022. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm becoming an Ironman. I'm doing all these other Ironman races and 2022 comes around. Um, I actually had a big let, letdown last year that after I spoke to you, um, that first time that, that Ironman blues is real. The, yeah. the post Ironman blues, that, oh, that yeah. is a real thing. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I had a rough winter, um, after that, after that race. Um, but the, the highs know, are highs and the lows are lows sometimes. Yeah. 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 So, and, and that includes getting uh, COVID. So I, I got COVID just mm-hmm. a couple of weeks before the marathon last year and I was real bummed. And it, and that I wouldn't say depression, but that that mood basically followed me all the way through the winter until I started training again uh, in March. I would say March. So, April. remind me why you didn't run twenty two? Because uh, from memory, we actually spoke right before the race, like a couple couple weeks or so before the race was scheduled to to be run. Um, what what yeah. happened? What why did twenty two get put because of COVID? It was, it was because it was of you personally that got, I caught COVID personally. Okay. I had, mm-hmm. I was just recovering from COVID when I, when I was on your podcast last year. And, and that's so why you pushed it back. I pushed it cause I just couldn't continue to training and I wasn't going to, you know, just wasn't going to risk it. Gotcha. Um, so I, I actually deferred it until 23. So I, I now had, this is the third time I will have to, I couldn't defer it any, any further. This was it. <laughs> you so, have to do the uh, nine plus one again. Yeah, right. That would I would have lost my money, and I would have just that was it. I mean, I was t- telling you before, if I caught COVID at this point, I think I would have run, ran it anyway. <laughs> Ooh, that would have been but, a rough day. But anyway, that so day. that that's um, that's what happened last year, uh, and my friend ended up postponing it as well. So so we were at the start together this time. Oh, so nice, that was fun. nice. Yeah. So we know that you did uh, Ironman Lake Placid. Right. Um, we referenced it. You've been on the podcast. We talked about it. So we obviously know there's a marathon at the end of the Ironman distance race. Um, it, had you run another, I know you did the nine plus one and you've done some other things prior to running the New York city marathon. Had you run a standalone marathon at all? I've never run, uh, an official standalone marathon. No. Okay. Um, okay. In, in 2021 though, the year that I pushed off the marathon the first time mm-hmm. uh, and, and to actually kick off my training for Ironman Lake Placid uh, right around this time, actually, it was like a week before Thanksgiving, I ran a, sta- a self-supported marathon. So actually an ultra gotcha. marathon because I, I walked outside my house and I ran down to the beach and I did a whole bunch of laps and I ran back. It ended up being 28 and a half miles that I ran. There you go. Okay. Okay. And that was just to kick off. Now I wasn't doing it for for time, obviously. And I was just, you know, I had to stop to get, to get nutrition and everything. But, but I, that was the longest I had run up until this point. Okay. And still that, that was the longest. Okay. And I know, uh, from 
our conversations. You did um, Iron Man, New York, 70.3 Jones Beach, which was, was it, it was September, right? The end of September. September. Yep, September. And, and then the the New York City Marathon was this past weekend. So it was uh, November the 4th, I think it was. November 5th. 5th. Okay. So between Jones Beach and the New York City Marathon, there's about six six weeks if I'm doing the math right. What were, what was your lead up prep um, coming into the race? So it was it was six weeks almost exactly. It was exactly six weeks actually. Um, okay. Actually, it was six weeks in a day because it was on a Saturday. the The Ironman was on a Saturday, and the marathon was on a Sunday. And so I did the Ironman. I took Sunday and Monday off. And Tuesday, I was off to the races, literally. Um, I, uh, uh, my coach basically said, okay, this is it. We got six weeks. You're going, you're going hard. Six days a week running. I remember that now. Yes, I do remember you bringing that up on the podcast. Okay. And I remember you saying, be careful. Yeah, I do. <laughs> what you, I do. I guess it worked out for you, though. Uh, it did. It did work out. Now, it wasn't without its, you know, anytime I have a history, anytime I go off of my triathlon routine, mm-hmm. something happens. Yeah. Because I mean, I, I just, I, that's why I love triathlon so much. It's just so perfect for consistency where you just, you do two days of swimming, you do two yeah. days of biking, you do two days of running. And you got everything and you're not overusing anything. You're not over- overstressing anything and you're good. And you could, I mean, I can do that all, I can do that forever. Um, yeah. Once I start running every day. That's a lot. Those, those niggles start and they yeah. start all over the place. And, uh, you know, you just have to run through it sometimes. Yeah, and I, not always. And I've, but. Not always. And, and I've heard from, I've heard from other uh, coaches that train athletes triathletes to run a marathon they actually encourage them to continue to do swim bike uh, as well as the run because it is a good um a good way to kind of balance things out you're still getting fitness i mean everybody has a different um theory or strategy on marathon running i remember when i ran the dallas marathon i had to run uh, i think two times i ran 22 miles I've heard other people say, no, you don't run more than 12 miles during uh, <laughs> marathon training, right? So there's there's obviously several different schools of thought. What was your longest run during your six-week uh, training my, of six days a week? My longest run was 20. Okay. Uh, and then I had the option the following week to do 22. Um, and basically my coach, he was like, you could do 22 and, and that'll just give us a baseline to really see it, it, how, how you, how far you could push it on race day, but it's not uh-huh. necessary. So I ended up deciding to rest because uh, yeah. I, I needed, my hip needed a rest and I didn't want to, I didn't want to go into race day, you know, too overtrained. Um, yeah. But I did, I did 20, the longest run I did was 20, but that week, I mean, the volume for the week was high. I mean, I did yeah. a 20 mile run and then, my my middle run was like 16 miles or something like that. Oof. And then I had six or seven miles on the other days. So if you add that up, it's close to 60 miles. And yeah, and that's a lot. And that's a yeah, lot. It seems, it, it seems odd to have an optional 22-mile run. Um, <laughs> but um, on, on, obviously on the, on the weekends, and I think, you know, not that everybody run, uh, works a traditional Monday through Friday off on Saturday, Sunday schedule. I know that. But a lot of people do. And so I, I, you know, a lot of people that I talk to, they do their long runs on the weekends, whether it's Saturday or Sunday. How did you make time Rob for a 16 mile weekday run? Did you do it early in the morning? Did you do it after work? Did you split it up and do eight miles and eight miles or was it 16 miles continuous? Like how did you, how did you attack so, that? That's a good question. I am, um... I am very blessed to have a job that has a flexible work schedule. Okay. Uh, and it, I basically, I have a, I have a flexible work schedule, but on top of that, I have a compressed work schedule as well. So okay. I, 
I work four days a week. I put, do all my hours in four days. And so oh. I, pl- I basically set up my schedule where I am off on Wednesdays and Wednesdays are my long run, my long oh. workouts. So you work two days on, you're off a day, you work two days on and then you're off two days and you work two days. Is that how your schedule works? That's oh my God. how it works. That is the greatest work schedule I think I have ever heard of. Yes. And and I've been telling people for years, if I could pick a day off in the middle of the week, it, it would be Wednesday. And, you know, a couple of years ago, I had the option to do it. And that's, you know, I've been off on Wednesdays for now, it's going on three years now. Wow. And, and, I, and I did it specifically for these long, you know, work. I, I was doing a hundred mile bike rides on Wednesday. That's when I was oh, doing is, it. That is so awesome. And I've heard of people having four day work weeks, but it's usually four on three off four on three off having that day off in the middle oh, it sounds crazy. like that would be amazing right to yeah. work two days you, you would literally just have two day work weeks you would just yep. have two work weeks in a week in a standard right week, right? right oh my god i'm about to talk to my boss about something like yeah, that. yeah i mean well hopefully we'll see what happens um things are a change in at work so we'll see what the the, the, if I if I get a new boss, we'll see. <laughs> and you're in? Are you in IT? But, but why, for now, why am I thinking you're I in IT? Okay, I am. It's okay. I'm in IT. Yep. Okay, I don't have any IT skills, so I can't uh, I can't do that. But uh, okay, so, right, I, so you- I, I like to I, I like those Wednesday schedules because then and the reason I started doing it is so it frees up my weekend. So then my yeah. wife doesn't get doesn't get angry at me for going on five six hour long training rides on Sunday. I only go out for two hours on a Sunday instead of four, you know? Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you, 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 you managed to get all your, your running in, you had, you know, a few niggles here and there, no big deal. You skip the optional 22 mile run. Good call there. Um, now we're coming into race week. Are there any, I've never, I mean, obviously I've heard of the New York city marathon, but I'm not, you know, familiar with all the pageantry that goes with it. If there is, um, is is. there anything, huh? There is, there is a lot. I mean, it's a whole, it takes over the whole city. So talk us, talk us through that. Talk us through what, what, what are the, what are the, what is the lead up, uh, to the, the race look like? So, I uh, I think it starts on Tuesday. Uh, there's uh, there's a, the New York City Marathon Expo, okay, which uh, is where you pick up your you know your bib and all your stuff you register okay. and all that. Um, it's sort of like the Athletes Village, but it's it's at the Javits Center. I don't know if you've heard of the Jacob Javits Center. It's it's a yep. large convention center on the west side of Manhattan. Um, it's huge. It's just very it's very very big and you know, so you, you go there. I, I, t- I think I have some pictures from there. I maybe I'll, I'll post it on my, my Instagram. Okay. Um, but there's a new balance store. You can get your gear and everything. And then they have all these different types of vendors, um, you know, giving out free shrag and, and all that stuff. Now it nice. used to be 10, 10 years ago, from what I understand from my coach, Henry, you would be, you would leave with multiple bags of free stuff. Um, but apparently with the economy today, not so much, <laughs> not as much free giveaways. I got, I got two SIS gels and I got a bag from the feed, that company that's now selling this stuff. Yeah. I got a free bag. Uh, what else? There were some b- photo booths. Um, and, oh, you know what? There was a company that actually, and I'm still waiting for them to send me this. Uh, I forget the name of the company now. Uh, I don't remember what it's called, but they did a 3D, um, some kind of 3D scan of my foot, oh. and and then they have a, a live person evaluate the scan, uh, huh. and it takes a couple of weeks, and then they okay. basically give you exactly the type of shoe that is for your foot, and they do both feet, and then if you pay an extra certain amount of money, they'll actually give you. The shoe models exactly what you should get. The different so types of shoes. Is this a shoe company that's doing this, or is this an independent company that's doing it? 
Like, are uh, they are they going to recommend their own shoe and their own model, no. or is it across the spectrum? They're going to recommend different shoes, and they'll they'll sell you those shoes. So they're, I guess, they're like a okay. A sh- a is shoe it like a fleet fleet feed or something like that? Yeah. Well, they're specifically. I'm trying to remember the name. I'm looking. I'm trying to look look back through my emails. Um, Shuli, I think it's called. Hmm. Shu Lee. Yes, Shu Lee. S- Shu Lee. S-H-O-E-L-Y. So there's a free plug for Shu Lee. They gave yeah. me a, a, a free 3D scan. <laughs> uh, I had to take my shoes off. I had to stand in different positions with my with my heel raised and my heel on the ground. The guy came around with his, with his iPhone and he went around the entire 360 huh. degrees on both feet. And... Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm still waiting for them to to send me something. Yeah, but that's interesting. It's fifty dollars if you pay for it. I I got it for free at the at the expo. So is there is there an app that you can download and you can scan your uh, yes. foot yourself and then they there can just an, they'll just analyze it for you. Yep, there's an app. You hmm. have to pay for it, but yeah, there's an app. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. I have to check that out. Okay. And then I you know I went to the fond memories guys. You, you love those guys. Oh, with the metal, I so do love those guys. I, I actually bought. Um, I never, I never bought the one from from the Jones Beach. The Jones Beach. So I, I, uh-huh. I bought that one, and then I also had, I had to buy the one from here. So I, I gave them a lot of business that day. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, and and just just a, a a plug for them, and and we're not sponsored by them in any way, but they have excellent customer service, and um, they were actually able to make me a um, one of the displays for my very first 70.3 that I did back in um, 2016, I, I had to use my original metal, but they mm-hmm. were able to uh, pr- reproduce everything else uh, for me. Um, and so I was super excited about that, but they were great to work for or work with. Um, so definitely if you're, if you're, um, if you're doing a race and it's a, it's a something that you're one and done, or you're super excited about, um, the, the, the quality of their work is really, really good. And I think the prices are pretty reasonable. And if you order it, I don't know if it's the New York city marathon is the same, right? Yeah, but is, the ones that is. I've done, they, they come with a, a second medal. And so I didn't have to use my Oregon medal or my, all my other ones. It was just my Buffalo Springs medal that I had to use. Because I waited too long. Let's take a quick break. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we're the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Yeah, same, same here. And I mean, they're they're actually local to this area too. They're they're. Right, I knew they were not, in New York. That's that's yeah. yeah, that's right. You could go knock on their door if uh, you don't yeah, get your uh, display. <laughs> Save them in <laughs> shipping. I know exactly where they are. And he actually said, <laughs> he, he said, "Oh, you're in Connecticut. Oh, my my son lives in Riverside, which is like ten minutes from here. So it's, that is it's, fine. It's funny. Well, just have your have your son drop it off. Yeah. Um. So okay. So you do that on Tuesday. Um, is there anything else going on during the week? Do they have like, um, uh, kids races, a fun run? Is there a half marathon and a 5k or like, is there any, is it just not, it's just, but is it, is, is the, is the race, um, only the full 26.2 mile marathon race? So they, they have, um, they definitely have some dinners for, you know, NYRR, New York Roadrunners members. Okay. Um, there, there are events throughout the city, um, at the New York Roadrunners. There's a run center on 57th street, um, where they, you know, you can, they have all like all the medals from every single marathon going back to the beginning. Um, oh, cool. and they, you know, they have the race, they go through a race preview. They have like these events throughout, throughout the whole week. Um, and then on Saturday, the day before the race, there's a 5k, which is called okay. the dash. Uh, it's, it's the Abbott dash to the finish line. 
So it's a 5K. It's the last 5K of the course, basically. So you're starting, okay. you start at the, at the, I start the 5K mark and then you just you go to the finish line. Cool. And is, is that an open registration or is it, how, how does yes. one do that? Yeah, you okay. can register. I mean, it, it sells out pretty quickly, I think, uh-huh. but you definitely can register for it without any kind of pre, it's like one of the nine plus one races. Oh, so it is. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, there, there are, I, I mean, I know people that, that actually run that race and then do the marathon the next day, which I don't know why. I mean, it's a fun run, I guess, but shakeout run, I guess you could. I wouldn't yeah. go all out on it, but. No, well, you're not setting a PR or anything probably, but well, maybe you are. Who knows? Okay. So you, we get through all of that. The race we said started around nine o'clock on Sunday morning. You live in Connecticut. Um, did you travel in the night before and stay in the city or did you come in the morning of like, how, how did that work? So this is actually the, uh, one of the reasons why New York city is such like, it's, it's very hard to get a PR in New York city. Um, one, the course is actually, it's, it's a, it's a difficult course. There's multiple hills. Um, and the last, the last three miles are uphill, but number two, the logistics of this marathon compared to any other marathon from what, from what I understand is just Mm -hmm. ridiculous. Um, Mm. because there's, there's five waves of, of start times, um, to, to get 50 over 55,000 people into this, the, like onto the, onto an an Island, basically you're going onto Staten Island. Um, that's just a feat in itself. So there's, there's multiple ways to get there. Um, and those, those options open up in August and you basically, it's sort of like the same thing. Like you have to like click on the button really fast in order to get your, the option that you want. Otherwise it's, it goes, you know, not sold out, but it, it, it closes up. So the wave, the wave options you're talking about, not the wave options, the transportation options to oh. get to Staten, to get to the start, the, fin- the start line. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. So I know, so you Statland, Statland Island, Statland Island is an island, obviously. And I've heard of the Statland Island ferry. Is there a bridge? There has to be a bridge because you run over a bridge to come yes, off the yeah. island. Oh yeah, there's a bridge. Um, the bridge closes obviously right before the race, Makes but sense. It, it, it closes at 7 a.m. It closes and that's it. You can't use the bridge after that, after 7 a.m. And so, so is there only one bridge that onto the island? Well, there's only one bridge from the New York City side. So from Brooklyn, there's a bridge from Brooklyn to Staten Island. It's the Verrazano okay. Narrows Bridge. Uh-huh. Um, there's also two bridges that that go into New Jersey from Staten Island on oh. the other side of the island. Um, so, okay. but that's like you know a half an hour yeah. drive on the Parkway to get to the other side. Um, now there are people coming from New Jersey, obviously, right? People are coming from all over. So there's. Yeah. The, the transportation options go like this. There's a Midtown bus. There's a New Jersey bus. And then there's the Staten Island Ferry. So you can take the ferry. And, and that's like the New York marathon experience. That's like okay. what, that's what my coach was saying. Like, if you want the act of real, if you want the authentic experience, mm-hmm. take, take the ferry. Um, because, you know, you're, you're, you're on the ferry with all these people. It's packed. Yeah, you you wait for the ferry and in, in, uh, at the terminal, everyone the the, the energy is building up, um, and then when you get to the to Staten Island, you then have to wait on a line to get on uh, another bus. To t- the bus will take to you to, to the start line. line. So it's like wow. you're on your feet for hours before you even start running, and so that, that's Ooh. that's like it's like a third discipline of here of of this type of marathon. <laughs> And so were you able to get uh, the ferry as the option? Were you able to get onto the ferry? So so get this. So my coach, Henry, his name is, he works for the NYPD. Okay. And so the NYPD has a running club and they have their they have a basically a VIP bus situation where you can sign up for their bus. If you get if you get into the club, and he was able to get me into the club, um, uh-huh. and the bus leaves from another location in, in Manhattan, it left from uh, John Jay College, which is on 59th Street in Manhattan, 
And it leaves, number one, it leaves later than all the other buses, like about 45 minutes later, which is amazing, right? Because you don't have to get up as early. Uh, And number two, these buses were literal NYPD buses. Like it was plastered NYPD on the buses and there were motorcades, it was about 30 buses. And there there was a police motorcycle escort of these buses over the bridge after the bridge was closed, we were able to go over the bridge. Well, hold on. so so your coach told you to take the ferry experience, and then he got you on this exclusive NYPD bus. Is that what I'm hearing? That's exactly right. I mean, he 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 did, but uh, I couldn't turn down this this experience. I mean, no. it's 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 like and and so we had that, and then there was when you finish at the finish line. Um, it's the same type of thing at the finish line. So when you finish, you have to walk for about 45 minutes north in the park in order to get out of the park. And then you're just like in a, in a single file because there's so many people. And it takes you – you're still on your feet for about an hour afterwards. Not if you're in the NYPD club because you actually get whisked off at, right from the finish line mm-hmm. into a, a tent, a private tent. And then – they have these like golf carts that they will take you. You'll sit on the golf cart and they'll take you to the bus that then takes you back to the location where you started, where you can get the bag check that you checked at, at on their bus. And then you could take a shower and then they have food. And so wow. that is, the, that was the experience that I had and everyone else was, it had to have, you know, you had to check a bag, like, every, you know, it's a clear bag that you usually do. Yeah. This was like, you can check whatever you want and you basically just leave it on the bus and they drive it back to, to the, where we, where we had the food at the end. Gotcha. So, yeah. I remember as you're telling, as you're telling that story of after crossing the finish line of the 45 minute walk, I had the opportunity to talk to Evelyn Shreve after she ran the New York city marathon, um, maybe two years ago. And she, she described a similar situation, but she had, um, she had fundraised, um, and she was, she got some of that treat that, um, the ability oh, yeah. to come off course, Great. um, because of the, the yep. uh, charity that she worked with or whatever. Um, and so she, she, she clued me in on the fact that, uh, once you cross the marathon, uh, finish line, your job, your day is not over. Like there's still quite a bit to go. Um, so we jumped to the end pretty quick. Uh, let's not, let's, let's back up to the beginning of the race. Cause we definitely want to hear about yes. the race itself. And so you, you get up in the morning, you get down to the terminal, you get on the exclusive bus, you, you get over to the start line. I actually stayed uh, in the city. So that was, that was did. another thing. Okay. My, okay, so you stayed in the city. My cousin recently just moved into Manhattan. Uh, and coincidentally, his apartment was about 10 blocks away from where I had to get the bus. So it was very convenient. So I just, I crashed on his couch and, um, he actually drove me. He got up early, got the car out of the garage and drove me the three minutes it took to drive 10 blocks (laughs) and drop me off right in front of the bus. So it was perfect. It was, that is awesome. So your, your wife and your daughter didn't come into the city to, to watch or did they come later? No, they came. They came. Okay, they came later. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so we're we're now at the we're now at the start line, Rob. And you said that there were multiple waves. Um, were they in waves based on any time goals, or were they just random waves? Uh, it's definitely time. Uh, okay. So the faster people are first. Um, the the wheelchair race actually started before everyone, and then I think it was the women and then the men. Uh, okay. I think it was the women and men, but whatever it was. And then there's that there's multiple waves. So uh, my coach who he's a pacer, he's been, he's been pacing these marathons for years now. This is his ninth marathon, wow. uh, New York city marathon. Um, mm. Not, not ninth marathon, just ninth New York city. Yeah. Um, so he has, if he does six more, once you get to 15, uh-huh. you're automatically entered. You can automatically get in without nice. doing any of those things. So he's only got nice. a couple more years left. Yeah, <laughs> but so he was pacing the 335 group and he was in wave two. Oh my God. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If, you're, if your coach can pace 
the 335 group, mm-hmm. what could he run it in so without his, having to keep up with the other group uh, in the he pace? He is his his PR is a three zero zero and forty seconds. Oh no! Seriously, <laughs> those forty seconds are. See, so he's he's still chasing uh, the sub three. Yeah. Um, that would he did me. do Boston though last year, so he was he he got into Boston. He did Boston, awesome. Um, and he he qualified for Boston twenty twenty two, and he had to do it virtually. But mm. but he's still chasing that sub three. But that's still he is he is a beast. He that's really fast. is. Um, oh my god, that's so fast. He was pacing at one point. He was pacing, I think the the three fifteen, and then or three twenty something like that. And then it's the three thirty five is much easier for him. <laughs> so was was that the group that the wave that you started in, Rob? The three thirty five with your coach? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> not even close. I mean, I, I so he was in the. I started in the the third wave, which was uh, it started at ten twenty. Okay. Um. So the corrals opened at nine forty five, and they closed at ten. And it basically took t- 20 minutes to collapse those the, the corral. You know, when they, wow. they co- collapse the corrals yeah. in, in front of these races, it took 20 minutes to get to the, the start line, basically, at like the wow. foot of the bridge. <laughs> that's crazy to think. That and that's just walking. Happen. You're just walking with the people. And there's people behind you. You yeah. can't even see the end of it. Who in front of you and behind you? It's just well, there's what ten thousand people or something like that. If you if you run the math, the numbers out right. Yeah, you said there's fifty five like thousand that, right? five. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, okay, so your your wave started at ten twenty. Mm-hmm. So you're saying it's ten forty by the time you get to the start line ish somewhere. In that no, no, they they close they close the corrals at ten and they start collapsing it so that you start at ten. At ten twenty, yeah. Okay, so you're. Oh, Wait, I see what you're saying. So you're. Yeah, 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 that's right. Ten twenty. Okay, okay. And so, how how far into the race are we? How many miles are we to where we're starting to spread out a little bit to where we can get into a groove? Because while I don't have a ton of marathon experience, I've run a few two, so I've run two. Um, and that first couple miles, it's just a log jam of people. And yeah. people are zigzagging around and you're kind of running, but you're kind of stopping. And like, wh- when did you, when were you able to get into a, a rhythm of your pace? So the, the first mile is, uh, completely uphill. So you're going okay. up the bridge up, up. And it's a, this is a really long bridge. It's a two mile bridge. So you're okay. basically going up for a mile and then you're going down for a mile. Okay. Um, and it's actually the highest elevation point of the entire race at oh, the top okay. of that at the top okay. of that bridge. Um, so obviously, there's a lot of people. Uh, you know, you're not you're just trying to get through that first mile. Um, uh, I and not to go out too fast because a lot of people yeah. go out too fast on the with all the energy and everything. Um, once we got off the bridge into Brooklyn, um, it it opened up relatively quickly. I mean, I okay. didn't, I don't think I, I wasn't really, I passed a lot of people. I'm, I passed a lot of people on this race, um, but it wasn't like I was, there was maybe a, a couple of places where the road narrow, narrowed up and then there was a bottleneck maybe in two or three places in the entire race. Okay. Um, but other than that, it wasn't bad. So w- what was your, what was your time goal for lack of better words like what did you how long did you think the race was going to take you um and the and and how how was you how were you managing your effort were you paying attention to heart rate or were you paying attention to pace so i was uh i i thought that i i mean basically i said i was going to finish between four and four and a half mm-hmm. um and i did i finished between four and four and a half that's that's a it's a large, I guess it's a large time, time difference, but yeah, but I mean, there's um, a lot of factors that you're unfamiliar with and especially in a race with 55,000 people. Right. Right. So the, the, the race plan was to, was to basically stay steady at a 10 minute mile, um, for, for most of the race until I got to the top of the hard hill, which is on fifth Avenue at about mile 24. And mm-hmm. then if I felt good, just 
Let it fly. Go for it. Yep. Let it fly. And that's, that's exactly what I did. Um, and if you look at my, my pace, I mean, I was uh, my, one of my, so one of the guys that I have another coach actually, that's from uh, the triathlon over cancer uh, foundation who uh-huh. actually sponsors me in some of these races. And he actually, he sent me an email. Um, he's like, did you run with a pacing group? Uh, because your pace was spot on. I mean, you were like, nice. just clicking off miles, 955, 958, 10, 1001, 958, 950. You're like, it was like, like clockwork. Awesome. Um, and so I did that and I, I, uh, I definitely had more left in the tank. So Henry was saying that I, I probably could have opened it up earlier, um, but I, I was happy with the outcome. Cool. And so were you, uh, I'm, I'm guessing there were aid stations along the way. Were you uh, self-supported? Did you have everything you need? Were you picking up nutrition and fluids along on the at the aid stations? Were you running through the aid stations? Were you walking through the aid stations? Like, what, what was that like? So, uh, there was Gatorade and water, uh, every mile starting at mile three, uh, except for the mile that's on the, on the bridge, which is I think mile 15. Um, so I was stopping, I was stopping for, for Gatorade every, Mm -hmm. every aid station. I was not stopping, but I was slowing down and just grabbing a Gatorade. Um, I was carrying my, my gels. So the nutrition, I was using the SIS um, gels, uh, because that's what they had on the course. And so I started with, I think I started with five gels on my person. Um, now I wasn't in a tri suit and I sort of, I don't like, I, I I don't like the pockets of a lot of these running shorts. I just, they're just not comfortable. Oh, they're, well, they're, Um, I don't know if you're talking about, but mine are really loose. And anytime I put things in the pockets, they just kind of fling around and I don't don't know how, I don't know how Henry does it, but he just puts it and just flopping all over. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, so I can't do that. I I end up running with my my tri bottoms, uh, you know, like the DeSoto tri shorts, which which has a lot of good pockets. Um, yeah, and it has four pockets, and they're you know the, the they're compression yeah. pockets, so you can just, mm-hmm. just throw whatever you want in there. Yep. But I still I I can only fit five gels plus my 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 keys and my wallet and my cell phone all in the all in those shorts. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot to keep up with. <laughs> um, and so thankfully on mile 12 and on mile uh, 18, they had more gels to pick up. So I just needed four or five gels every half an hour. I was I was chugging a gel every half an hour until gotcha. I got to mile 12. I picked up another three of those. I did the same thing at 18. And uh, yeah, that, that's how I, that's that was the nutrition, at least on the course, yeah. So how many, how many gels did you start the race with five? I started with five. I really only needed four, but I just wanted one just in case uh, something happened, but yeah. And how many, how many did you end with? Uh, zero. Zero. Yeah. So you didn't, you didn't pick up any extra along the way. Ryan Kate had a pretty funny reel on Instagram the other day with the cost of gels. You're supposed the last aid station just get as many of them as you can and stick them in every single pocket. Um, because you know, they're pretty expensive. Uh, I did do that. Uh, not at this race, but I've done it in the past. Um, yeah, I, I've Eagle never Man, thought I to do that. that. Yeah. I've never, I, thought I ended up that. with like, I ended, I literally ended up with like 18 of the Maureen gels, which are ridiculously yeah. expensive. <laughs> yeah. The expensive and, and you can see in the picture, I, I look like I'm having, like I have like, yeah. these <laughs> like, a trick or, you need like a trick or treat bag. <laughs> <laughs> That is awesome. Okay, so you you so it sounds like you nailed your nutrition, really good. Uh, you get to the top of that um, whatever the name of that hill was at mile twenty four, and you're just letting it rip at that point, right? Yep, exactly. And, that is awesome, uh, and that goes and, into Central Park. Basically, that's the last couple miles in Central Park. That is cool. And um, you shared with me earlier that um, you had some uh, cheer cheerleaders along the way. Yes. So uh, that was that's one of the things that's so amazing about this race is all you have to do is write your name on your bib, and uh-huh. uh, and people will just cheer for you. 
Now, yeah. if you have a, a clever name, like I do, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> like Broccoli Rob. Broccoli maybe Rob. more people will cheer for you than others. I don't know. It seemed like that's what happened because, yeah. I mean, I was, I was hearing Broccoli Rob for for four hours and twenty five minutes. Every five to ten seconds, people were were yelling that, and so that is so awesome. At the end, I had I, I had to take like a thirty second clip of this because it was like people wouldn't believe me. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. I have it if you want it, if you want me to yeah, play it. Yeah, let's check it. Let's uh, share it with the listening uh, with the listening audience. Let's they can get the full can... visceral uh, experience. No, let's see. So here we go. That is so, so awesome. That is just so a little awesome. taste. Yeah, and I gotta say, I'm not a complainer. Uh, as a as a general rule, I always I always try to look at the positives. Um, and I like the I like the Iron Man check in process where you show up, they give you your bib. But the downside is, for the most part, your name does your number's not as assigned. Maybe they're coming back to it. When I did Iron Man Texas, my bib had my name on it. Yeah. And so sim- now I didn't have a clever name like you had, but it was very regularly that people would cheer for me by name. Right. And there is something about that mm-hmm. uh, versus someone saying, looking good, 822, right? That right. I mean, you know it's you, but it's not the same as somebody calling your name. And so hopefully we'll get back to that or we're getting back to that. Um, but I can only imagine on a, on that marathon course, because 55,000 people ran the race. There's probably no telling how many people lined the streets to spectate the race. Oh, hundreds of thousands of people. Right. I mean, it was, it was, it was a sight to see. And and I've spectated this race numerous times, like over the years, like, you know, I, I live in the city. I used to go and watch it. Um, nothing like being in, the, like actually running this. Not even close. Oh, I, I mean, it's 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 I just bet. unbelievable. And I had my so my parents met me at my parents were at mile thirteen, so I saw them in Queens as I was running, and then I w- ran ran over the bridge, went up First Avenue, and then my my wife and daughter and a couple other friends were uh, on the Upper East Side on First Avenue and Ninety Fifth Street. So I saw them at mile 18. And then as I went into the Bronx, they walked west over to Fifth Avenue. So from First Avenue to Fifth Avenue. Mm-hmm. And they were they stood there on 94th. And so I and that was a really good spot because that was at the top of that hill. That last okay. hill that was brutal. They were right at the top. And I knew they were right at the top. And so it got me, it got me <laughs> to the end of that hill. And so I saw nice. them at mile 24. And then that was it. I saw them when I went, when I just told them, go home. Don't even try to meet me. It's not even, it's crazy. It was just crazy at the end. So, and and I, obviously I shared that I've run a couple marathons. I ran the Dallas marathon. I ran the Cowtown marathon, you know, nothing in in anywhere near the scope of the New York city marathon. Right. So I don't even, I don't even remember the finish of them very much at all. Obviously at a, a, you know, at, at any Ironman event that we're familiar with they call your name to the finish line how was the how was the finish line experience rob coming coming into central park getting ready or crossing the finish line uh it was i mean i, I don't want to say it's anticlimactic but it was it was pretty um so it's a very large like a, it's a wide finish line okay. and they have like the scaffolding on the top of it where they have all the cameras and everything and they're taking video and pictures of everything. People, you know, they tell you to look up so you get it so they can see your face. Okay. Um, and then, you know, you cross the line and then there's just a crowd of people. Like you can't even keep walking. Basically there's like, you know, they're giving you your medals and they're giving you your recovery bag. Um, but it was, it was, 
it, it wasn't it. I, I, I miss. I, it definitely was not anticlimactic, but it was. Uh-huh. It's not like an Iron Man finish if you're if you're comparing it to that. Yeah, I was just trying to get a comparison, um, you know? and and obviously I I didn't expect that it would, but I wasn't sure either because it's a big event. The you know New York City Marathon is a big event. Um, how was it emotionally knowing that this is something that you first thought about in 2017? when you were going through your cancer situation, knowing that it was a yeah. six year, six year lead up to it. I, th- I think this, this, and, I, and actually it, I wasn't expecting it to be this emotional. Um, and I, even like leading up to it, I was saying, I was telling my wife, my wife, it was like, you know, it's just, it's just a marathon. This is my, this is my B race. I'm 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 a, I'm a triathlete. I mean, this is just a marathon. It's it's nothing. But no, it's there's there's something to this race that is just magical. There's it's mm. I don't know if it's just a marathon, but it it there's something to it. Um and I think and the pictures did capture this. I was I was there was like a point right bef- right as I was finishing where I was looking up, my hands were up and I was looking up and there was like this this just state of ecstasy on my face. Nice. Um, and it captured it. it. It actually captured it. And I don't think I've had that even with the, the Lake Placid. I, I had a, I had a pretty emotional face, but I think this was even, even more than, awesome. than the other one. Is it something that you will run again? So funny. You should ask that. Um, uh, so during this whole process, I think I told you maybe my wife started running in April. Um, yes. So yes. she started running. Uh, she then, she heard her, she, she got a little bit of a Achilles tendonitis. So she, she stopped for a couple of like, more than a month now. Um, uh-huh. And then she just started running again, like last week. Okay. Um, Cause she's actually a hundred percent now. And so now she's starting to think about it. Right. Mm. So she was thinking about it. Right. And, and Henry, my coach, like when we were on the bus together, driving to the race, I was taught, I was, I was just saying, you know, I don't have to do another, another one of these. I could just do, you know, the Hartford marathon or, or the Long Island marathon where you don't have to, you just pay and you go and you, and you run the marathon. And then Henry's, he's, he's like, talk to me after this, just do this and talk to me after there's nothing mm-hmm. like this marathon. It's it's not even close. Any marathon, mm-hmm. even the big the big six, this is the best one. Boston maybe is like a close second. He was telling me, okay. Um, but the 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 energy of the crowd and the, just the buzz uh-huh. of the city is like nothing else. I don't yeah. think anywhere in the world. And so, um, we had a call with my coach. Uh-huh. He's very convincing. he is he's the one who got who convinced me to to do these nine plus ones a couple of years ago and like he's like you know it's it's a lot of races i know but it's part of your training plan you use you use these races as your as your training so it's it's not like you know it's just what it is and so we had a call because my wife was was had a a couple of questions for him maybe maybe he'll start possibly helping her Mm-hmm. And I went to, I went to my girls on the run class. Um, you know, my, my, I was, I'm coaching yeah. the, my, my daughter and, you know, we're training for a 5k in December, December 3rd. Mm-hmm. So it's a couple coming up in a couple of weeks. So I went yeah. to that practice and during that practice, I see on my phone, I see a whole bunch of charges coming through from New Uh-oh. York roadrunners. I'm like, Uh-oh. what the hell is going on here? And, and and I had I was trying to earlier in the day I opened a ticket with them because I was trying to convert my membership from uh, a personal membership to a family membership so I can get Emily okay. on the thing. And so before I could even fix any of that, she she went on and joined New York Roads Runners. She signed uh-huh. up for three, for two races and then she signed up for a volunteer thing. And she's now a hundred percent in with wow. this nine plus one business. And so now I have to be in two. So we are, we have a two year plan now to do it in 25. So logistically, 
will it be harder or easier that you're both doing it or going to do it at the same time? Uh, logistically for that, on that specific day, you think, or are you talking about training just wise? In, just in general with the nine plus one, I mean, you described it earlier. It's a, I mean, it's a, it's a commitment, right? You got to do a, a race every three to four weeks. You've got your, you know, your daughter, you, you know, you live yeah. close to New York, but there's still a little bit of a travel. Like, is it something, I mean, I've talked to other athletes whose partner, spouse, also are in the sport and they kind of have a trade-off. Hey, this is my year. This is your year. Or this is your race, my race. Do you think it's something that you guys could do at the same time? Um, I, I think, yeah, it is. I think, it, I think it'll be fine. Again, this is really fresh. This literally just happened on Wednesday. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was, I was shocked that she actually, actually did it. So I, I'm, That's awesome. I'm, I'm very, very happy. It is fresh though. So we have to, we do have to figure out the logistics, but yeah. I mean, I think, I think we can, so either, no, I think it'll, it'll be fine. It's just a matter of, uh, so my volunteer, I think we're going to volunteer at each other's races so we can okay. at least do that. That that'll be fun. Uh, mm-hmm. and then, uh, she's doing a half marathon that's women only. So there's okay. that. So I, that's good. I can't do that one. Can't do I'm that doing one. a half marathon. I'm not doing the that first half marathon I did in 2018, the Fred LeBeau. I'm gonna. I just signed up for that one, so I'm doing that in January. Um, so nice. she's not doing that. So we're sort of staggering. Uh, we're staggering yeah. some of them, but the, the the main thing is, I think she finally gets it. Like she like really, she got the bug now. She now That's has the awesome. bug. So yeah, that that you know it it's. You know, it's taken six years. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but but it's it's a lifestyle, and I don't think it's going anywhere. Yeah. Now you got to get her a try. You got to get her a tri bike and some sort oh, of yeah, lessons. I don't, and... I, don't, I don't know about that. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, baby we'll see steps. About that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is awesome. Well, man, I am so glad that you a were finally able to run the race because I was starting to wonder if it was ever going to happen. To be honest with you, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but b, but I'm glad you had a great experience. Uh, it's super exciting that now your wife has. Uh, entered into the foray and you can, you can support her or help her, help her through that process. Um, I think that's super cool. Um, you've got the half marathon you said in January, you're active with your daughter's run club that you are organizing, starting all that. I mean, is that, is that what is going to take up the next several months? I mean, are you going to take any downtime at all? Trading wise, you're talking about? Yeah. I mean, you got to um, let your body recover a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, the next thing is a half marathon. So, you know, I've basically taken, I've taken this whole, this whole week off. I mean, my coach has basically said that he wants me at all, at any point in time to be able to just go run a half marathon. I mean, that's like the fitness that, that I should yeah. be at. And, and that's, yeah. I think that's a good goal for, at least for a triathlete, that's a good goal just to always have your base be, yeah. you can go run out. If someone told me you have, you have to, if someone told you go run a half mile, half, half marathon tomorrow, no problem. You can go do that. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, partially because I think it's mental, right? I think yep. it's, it, it's a, I, I know I could do it. Am I in the best shape of my career or my life? No, but if someone said, Hey, I'm running a half marathon tomorrow. Will you, will you run with me to keep me company? I could do it. Right. I could right, do it. Right. Um, Ashley Rains was on the podcast uh, a couple months back. We stayed in touch. She referred to always being quote unquote race ready, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is kind of the same philosophy. Um, she ran two marathons in like seven days or something like that, which is insane. Yeah, um, I don't know about being that kind of race ready. That's a whole nother level, but, um, uh, Anyway, that's that's for another deal. Um, I know you're waiting on your scan to tell you what uh, shoe you should be getting. Yeah. But since we're not going to talk about what bike you rode in the New York City Marathon, what kind of shoes were you running in, bud? So I was in the Nike Vaporflies 
the, um, the 3% vapor. Oh, vapor. I forgot about that. We talked about that on your yep. Jones Beach episode. You um, you had a pair of Sauconies, same as I, and Correct. you had the Vaporflies as well. And you're happy with them? I am happy. They they are not too comfortable walking around, but once you start running, you're flying nice. on those. You're flying in those. <laughs> nice. Well, that is awesome. So where did you end up on your time? We we talked about the fact that you thought you would be four to four and a half. You were you, you in there. Um, because, Rob, you started the podcast saying you're not going to PR the New York City Marathon. However, since this is your only standalone marathon to date, technically it is a PR. So yeah. what is what is your marathon PR now? Uh, it, it's, it came in at 425 and change. I forget there the exact go. change, but 425, the, the pace was 1009 mile, which I was, I was very yeah. happy with. Heck yeah. I have not run a, uh, 425 marathon yet. So I'm still chasing the sub 430, uh, with the ultimate goal of being sub four. Uh, I will never get to your coach's level of the sub three, but I'm okay with that. It's okay. I do think I can go sub four, um, but I got to go sub four thirty first. Um, yeah, I think the the sub four is definitely doable, um, yeah. and for me too. I mean, I think that's I mean that's the goal for the next for the next marathon sub four. Um, cool. And I, I I'll probably do another marathon next year, just not the New York City one. Actually, yeah. you know what? I'm I'm going to enter. I guess I could enter the lottery and see what happens. It's it's possible yeah, I can get in. Right? You never. Yeah, they get to hurt, but, right? Yeah. Probably maybe pick one with less bridges. Um, yeah, less elevation, right. um, just flat. there's, there's one in Seattle and I was talking to somebody about it the other day, but there's one in Seattle or in the Washington area. It's all downhill. It's like a negative 1% <laughs> grade. Um, that one sounds intriguing. I think oh, very yeah. little turns too. That is awesome. Well, man, I had a, I had a good time catching up with you. Um, so excited yeah. to hear about your experience. Uh, keep me up to date, um, with what's going on and who knows, Maybe uh, your wife could come on the episode of the podcast someday and she could share uh, about her experience uh, getting into uh, the uh, endurance sport world. Yeah, I, I will certainly ask her. I'm sure yeah, just when throw she that gets out there. into it. Yeah, just throw Absolutely. that out there. All right, buddy. Well, uh, let me keep me up to date with what's going on and uh, we'll catch up again soon. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you have any questions, advice that you would like to share, or would like to be a guest on the show and share your story, you can email everydayironmanpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow on Instagram at everydayironmanpodcast. Until next time, keep moving forward.